This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Hey, what's going on? It's uh, Metal Shop here on The Rock. I'm, I'm here in my uh, my bedroom. I'm looking at a, a Descendants and a Metallica poster. And on the phone, uh, I actually have Nate Garrett from Spirit Adrift. Uh, his record, uh, Divided by Darkness, put out they, they put out one of my favorite records of the year. And uh, it was actually on the top 30 list of Metal Shop's best albums of the year. Uh, down, Are you down in Arizona right now? My wife and I just moved to rural Texas. Right oh. outside of Austin, Texas, actually. Yeah. I'm wearing a Waterloo Records uh, t-shirt right now. I saw that when we were attempting our Zoom earlier. Yeah, right? Uh, technolo- awesome. Technology be damned. We're just doing this old school via the phone and, and the connection and stuff. So, anyways, Nate, uh, yeah, you just moved. Um, did you move during the madness of, of, of uh, lockdown and, and stay-at-home thing, or, or did you do it before? We got down here before things got bad. Um, we had a lot of personal madness going on. This sure. whole year has been insane for us, even outside of uh, what's going on with the pandemic and everything. Uh, but we moved at the beginning of March. Okay. So literally got down here March 1st. Um, and so we, we barely made it out in time. And I'm glad we did because yeah. we weren't super thrilled with uh, – our living situation. I, I, we had a, a nice place, but our neighborhood. We we had these sorry ass neighbors. <laughs> we just weren't really like it was noisy and not very comfortable um, as far as that goes. And and just our area was like so congested with traffic and people. And uh, so we're we're out kind of we're in a neighborhood now, but we're out in the woods and we have like an acre and a half that we can go walk around on. And, oh, and that's it awesome. kind of Yeah, it worked out. It was like very fortuitous and fortunate how it all worked out how are how are you doing man how are you and her are how are you staying sane staying safe and how are you filling your time well i'm actually busier than i have been in a long time oh wow uh, okay because i yeah it's weird no, no matter what i'm writing music every day and working like i make a point to work on band stuff every day nice. um and it's so it almost seems as if everyone else in the quote-unquote music industry, now that there are no distractions and now that there's nothing, that there's no excuse not to just work mm-hmm. on stuff. Like, everyone's doing stuff now. It's really funny. Um, and then also a lot of friends of mine who are musicians. I'm not so much talking about musicians that I know because most of the musicians that I know work 
on music all the time. Yeah. But it's more of kind of like the industry people who uh, you can't ever get a hold of. Now, all of a sudden, my inbox is like full all yep. the time. Um, There's no excuses. Kind of funny. It's like, motherfucker, I know you yeah, have exactly. the time. I know you're checking your email. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I've been um, doing what I always do, which is writing songs and, uh, you know, taking action towards future plans uh in regards to the band and that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and then also th- there's been, I've been doing a lot of, uh, projects like cross country, like, uh, me and Leon Del Morte, who's a West coast dude. We have something in the works. Like I've got something in the works with that two minutes to late night, which will be coming out soon. I did a thing for guitar world magazine. Killer. I did a, yeah, I did an interview with Kat Jones. Uh, we are the pit. Yeah. I saw that yesterday. yesterday. That was a lot of fun. She's awesome. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Um, doing this today you know and then in addition to that you know we just moved into a house in the country Mm -hmm. uh and i've lived in the country once before but it was during a time in my life where i was like pretty much checked out for a lot of different reasons Mm -hmm. when i was younger i hear you uh and this time i'm like i actually have like responsibilities um here on the property just there's a lot of things every day that need to be taken care of which i love Mm -hmm. um we adopted two puppies so that's been like a full-time job i work out every day i make a point to do that i read every day um things aren't really that much different for me personally other than the kind of uh underlying like collective grief and anxiety that that the whole world is experiencing right now um as far as my wife, she manages a department at Whole Foods oh, in Austin. Wow. Okay. So, she, so she's still working. Um, and that's pretty stressful. You know, I, I would hate for something to happen to her. So that's kind of on the back of my mind. I, mm-hmm. The good news is I finally got her to stop vaping. She, she quit smoking like a few years ago. Good. But yeah. she switched to the vape thing, mm-hmm. which is exactly what I did. Yeah. And the vape like harder to quit in my experience but she's like three days off of that good so so that's good yeah give her some space if she's irritable dude don't don't take it don't take it seriously if she wants to punch in the face (laughs) dude yeah we we are through that stage i think hopefully (laughs) uh they're at least through the really really intense part um and you know i've quit nicotine like a thousand times i haven't smoked a rape in like two years i think good yeah Um, but so I know I know how it is. So that helps. I'm, I I remember what a psycho I was mm-hmm. when I was going through it. But um, yeah, dude, we're just kind of, especially the next couple of weeks. Um, I saw that the we we live in a county called Bastrop County. Yeah. Um, which is not the county that Austin is in. Austin's okay. in Travis County. Yeah. So we were watching the numbers here, and uh, they just started to go up. Like there's there's more confirmed cases and there was actually a death. There's been one death because of COVID-19 and they're investigating like 300 some cases right now. And there's 180 confirmed. And last week it was like three confirmed cases or something. World moves fast with it. Ah, dude, Seattle, Seattle was gnarly. And, uh, I mean, it's still, it's not good, but luckily uh, I think that in, in Seattle, a lot of us have, have taken the, uh, like stay at home order very seriously. So it's at least kind of flattened the curve a tiny bit. I'm not going to, you know, you know, knock on wood and everything, but, um, like New York city and, 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 and Louisiana and it's, it's gnarly, man. So, it's yeah, not. it's scary. It's it's really scary. It's unprecedented in, in modern history. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I think I, I'm just trying to hope. I, I hope that people will figure out that they're, for the most part, and by people I mean everybody, like government, society, and individual people, uh, employers, everybody, will figure out how out of whack all the priorities have been for yeah. so long. I'm really hoping that we can come out of it. And I, I'm seeing that, and it did my mind organically just from observing people mm-hmm. through this. I'm seeing people are more kind. People are like, just more, more like conscientious of how they're treating each other. It mm-hmm. seems like so. I mean, hopefully, hopefully, some major good comes out of this. I've heard a lot of people saying the same thing. So, let's just hope that this is not a wasted opportunity for growth as a species. You know, absolutely, man. And and dude, it's it's there's a lot, and and uh, I I would agree with that. I hope that we we kind of take it doesn't just go back to normal. You know, oh things are. Things are back to normal. Let's let's you know do as the stupid things we were doing before. And and also like I think that it kind of uh, allows us to you know uh, realize that like you know none of us can control this and none of us can control like what's going on. So it is uh, it's nice to realize that. I mean, you you kind of have to come to a realization that the only thing you can control is like your reaction to it. And, and the small things in your life that you can't control. So I've gotten into, you know, like I cooking for myself and, and, and like, uh, just the routines and morning routines that like give me a little bit of, uh, of normalcy. I appreciate it. I've never thought I would appreciate man. like, Hey, I'm making my bed. That that's a nice little routine. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, that's the foundation of stoicism, which is that I've really been connecting with a lot, uh, in the last the last year, particularly, mm-hmm. um, what you said, we, I, I, I really, I reached the point where I fundamentally and profoundly understood and believed that everything is fleeting and you shouldn't worry about anything. And I've always known that, uh, intellectually, yeah. but recently it like really like that. You can't, it doesn't even make sense to worry about anything because it is all going to go away. It's simply a matter of time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we can't control anything that happens outside of our own behavior and our own thoughts. And sometimes we can't even control that, you know, we, but that's the only thing that we should even be attempting to control. And I think that if there was a spectrum of uh, handling it, handling it well i think i'm on the handling it well end of the spectrum (laughs) because the band yeah we had a couple tours canceled there was something in summer that we were going to do that we hadn't announced it was going to be like really cool and and it didn't really bother me that much for a few reasons over the last few years i've really come to the awareness that like if life is as fleeting as it is, then playing in a band is like more fleeting and fragile than you can imagine. I mean, bands break up over nothing all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. People stop playing music over nothing, over little minuscule stuff. So, you know, the past I, probably five years, I've really been working on myself and my life yeah. completely separate from any sort of external rewards or, or band or external recognition or anything mm-hmm. like that. So I almost feel like I was in training 
in a lot of different ways for something like this to happen. And when our tours got canceled, I was just kind of like, man, I don't really care. I've, I've been fortunate enough to make so much cool music and I'm really glad that we went ahead and recorded a new album in January mm-hmm. because I probably would be freaking out a little more if we didn't have an album coming out later this year. Wow. Um, okay. But I'm, I'm just so proud of the new stuff, which people will hear later this year. Um, I don't think any of this is going to affect us releasing the album. I, I think there's a 0% chance of that happening. So we'll have another record out this year. And dude, honestly, like I told Kat this yesterday, this mm-hmm. interview I did yesterday. Yeah. If we don't tour again and if I don't get to do any, whatever, like I don't really care. I'm grateful that I got to do what I've got to do up to this point. Mm-hmm. And that's enough. That's enough for me. I'm satisfied enough with with myself and with my life that I, I don't really need anything from anybody. I would love to tour with Iron Maiden. I would love to tour with Metallica. I would love to continue to play music yeah. for a living. But, like, if that can't happen, I, I'm not going to complain. I don't really care. Hey man, like that's a that's a um, amazing way to look at it too, and and uh, I think this like uh, kind of this situation is is breeding creativity with people, and and you know if you said it best, like what if you know you can't tour again? Who who knows? I mean, I'm sure sometime in, you know down the road things will go back to a semblance of what the new normal is, what people say. But you know, even if that didn't happen, you are a creative type and you've proven that, you know, you can make the best of a situation and who knows, maybe you just become like a studio band and, and uh, produce music on your own or, you know, your band breaks up and you do your solo stuff. Who knows, man, you're adapting and you're creating and, and you're a creative type. And, you know, maybe it isn't your full time, you know, thing in the future. Who knows, man. But, you know, where we have uh, like, grown up through the underground and and we've become you know kind of able to weather the storm we have very thick skin, so uh you know we've we've kind of also you know going through like you know both uh you and i have just like weathered the storm of like you know becoming sober so that's another thing that's kind of like on our on our uh tool belt of just something that you know was cool but that will, that will, yeah. There's, there's nothing externally that can hurt a drug addict or an alcoholic as bad as we hurt ourselves mm-hmm. in the past. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's nothing scary. There's nothing scary to people that have gone to the bottom of that. Um, and it's funny because what you just said is almost exactly what a buddy of mine said. My wife and I had people over to our house uh, probably a couple days before we moved. Yeah. And my buddy, who's sober, was like, I was like, man, you know, it's a big deal moving, I guess, but it's not really. And he, and he was like, dude, like, think about this been through, like, with alcohol and drugs. Like, mm-hmm. this, it, it's just not, once you've done gone through that, things are not really intimidating anymore. And, you know, I I think about, like, I haven't been thinking about myself very much during it. I have definitely not have one second of like woe is me mm-hmm. during this thing because I am at a point where I'm able to recognize how many things I have to be grateful for. Yeah. And it's just such a strange thing that the whole world is going through something really hard right now. Mm-hmm. And uh and I'm not even trying to like posture as some like selfless guy because I'm not a selfless guy. I'm a very selfish person. But the honest truth is, like, 
I am more upset about what other people are having to go through. Yeah. Than like, oh, I can't leave my house. Oh, I can't go on tour. Who gives a sh? Like, who gives a sh? Bands not being able to go on tour. In, in the scheme of what we're facing right now, it's not a big deal. That's a really selfless way to look at it, man. I, I uh, It's nice to hear that kind of uh, that reflection on it. It's a, a refreshingly empathetic thing to say. Thank you. So let's talk a little bit about the, the new Spirit of Drift stuff and, and more so just uh, your kind of... Uh, the importance of Spirit Adrift in your life because last time we spoke, uh, you were playing in both Gate Creeper and Spirit Adrift, and and uh, I saw that you left uh, Gate Creeper and also Chase left Spirit Adrift so that you guys can give one hundred percent of your focus to uh, your main project. Was was twenty nineteen the year that you were like, dude, I gotta focus one hundred percent on this? Yeah, actually, um, I mean, it, there's a lot of factors involved. Originally. The bands were going to be separate. Like, I started Spirit Adrift. Uh, I recorded a, the EP and the full length, the first full length, before I joined Gate Creeper. Okay. And uh, I, I I wanted to be in Gate Creeper for sure at the time and mm-hmm. tour with Gate Creeper. But I wanted the lineup of Spirit Adrift to be separate. Um, sure. Just thinking, of, thinking about the future, like... Best case scenario, if Spirit of Drift also started touring, I thought it would make sense for the bands to be completely separate so that Gate Creeper could get a fill-in for me, mm-hmm. and then maybe eventually just like replace me if both bands got busy enough. Uh, but the original bass player that I was looking at didn't work out, and so Chase ended up playing bass for Spirit of Drift. So I moved from the beginning, and I think most of us did that that was going to probably have to be like a temporary thing. Yeah. And so it was just really tricky to figure out when to make that change. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think at some point, Marcus from Spirit of Drift and Eric from Gay Creeper were talking about it. You know, like, man, eventually we're going to have to do something because these bands are getting really busy. Yep. It doesn't really make any sense to be like turning down tours both bands, yeah. you know, so the other one can do something. And then that talk began to spread throughout the members. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Spirit of Drift was actually on tour in Europe, and we got confirmed for the Corrosion of Conformity tour, which was just canceled. Uh, and that's when we had the discussion. We were like, okay, now this is clearly, like, becoming an issue. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Chase and Eric started Gate Creeper. It's, it's their band. Mm-hmm. And Spirit of Drift, Spirit of Drift is my band. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, me, I would say it's me and Marcus's band. So it wasn't even a, it, it wasn't tricky as far as like, oh, who's going to be in which band, you know? And, uh, I think there's, there's different priorities too. Um, I will admit that I'm like extremely averse to the kind of like more business self promotional side of things. I, I hate it. I really don't. I, I don't, I, and I'm not trying to seem noble or anything. It's just, it's almost a curse. Like since I've been a kid, I just hate like anything attached to art that isn't art. I, I hate it. I okay. don't want anything to do with it. I just have this natural like aversion to it. Um, and there were things that happening with gate creeper that kind of just felt like kind of my personal priorities weren't really in sync with. Um, so it, a lot of different reasons it just needed to happen and it became very clear to us last year. 
and I'm not saying I'm right and anybody else is wrong because mm-hmm. there is no right or wrong way, but it just it seemed clear that like a, a split needed to happen. Well, now, uh, you know, it seems like, uh, you know, you you have all this time to to now uh, focus your time on energy, on spirit adrift and and just your your own mental health and happiness and stuff. And um, I'm looking forward to the new uh, spirit adrift stuff. So uh, in case you're just tuning in, we are talking with Nate from Spirit Adrift. He's uh, mentioning they have a new album that's going to be coming out at the end of this year. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, If you have a chance, check out Divided by Darkness. And I know you have the time right now. I know you have the time. Uh, But Nate, uh, before before we go, um, before we go, what's uh, what are four albums that changed your life for the positive? Uh, Jimi Hendrix, "Are You Experienced?" Mm-hmm. Black Sabbath, "Sabbath Bloody Sabbath," um, changed my life for the positive. Uh, Paul Bearer, "Sorrow and Extinction." Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, let me really think about this. Oh, um, Tom Petty. Damn the torpedoes. Awesome. Good man. That's a good selection and uh I appreciate you uh you you know coming on and talking with me today. Uh any final words for the Northwest audience before we let you go? Man, you guys hang in there. It seems like um we can all look look to your area for how to appropriately handle this. It seems like whereas a lot of the rest of the country didn't quite do the things they needed to, you guys seem to have really had the discipline and the uh wherewithal to to handle this as well as you could so thank you for that and i hope you guys continue to remain safe and we're with you right on nate thanks for the words man and and i'll talk to you soon thanks buddy this has been metal shops backstage pass this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.